Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Back to 95.7 The Game. All right, hour number two, John Dickinson and Dan Devone, live and local here on a Saturday. We're with you until 2 o'clock, 888-957-9570. We are live and local all day here on 95.7 The Game. Evan Giddings, Alan Stiles, they're coming up from 2 to 6 following us. So keep it locked here on 95.7 The Game all day long as we react to the news of the morning, and that is something that we all thought was going to get done, now reportedly being done, and that's Jordan Poole agreeing to a four-year, $140 million contract extension, which will keep him with the Warriors, at least under contract for the Warriors, through the 2026-27 season. Uh, that per Woj and uh, via the agents of Jordan Poole, Anthony Slater, The Athletic, reporting a four-year, $123 million deal in terms of guarantee. So $17 million of incentives over the four years that Jordan Poole can hit. Uh, but 4 and 123 guaranteed, so much in line with what we thought uh, this, this deal was, was going to be, Dan. Now, let's get back to the phones, though, right off the top. We held uh, Rich over uh, through the first hour break, and uh, he'll join us right now on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, Rich? Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for taking my call. Um, I think the, the, the Jordan Poole deal is a great one. Um, and this, this kid has earned it. Let's keep it real. I mean, we watched this dude come in, and he was playing so-so, and he kind of played a little poorly. He went down to G League, and he came back up. He never looked back. He's been playing well, so he deserves every every dollar that he earns. Um, I, I think when it comes to the way the Warriors handled the incident from last week, I mean, we got to keep it real. At the end of the day, no matter what fans think, no matter what, uh, outsiders, media, whoever, no matter what they think should happen, really, it's it's, it's the guys on the floor. That that's really what's important, and that's the reason why uh, Steve Kerr took the decision that he made. You know, Jordan Poole and the rest of the guys inside the locker room all agreed they did not want to see uh, Draymond get suspended. So at the end of the day, what was it about? It was about the guys on the floor. That's it. No matter what you think, no matter what you like, what you don't like, at the end of the day, that's what it's about. It's about those players. And then focusing on the goal. And the goal is to win another chip. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the call. I mean, yeah, ultimately that is the goal. And you don't want to do anything that, that wrecks that for sure before you actually get out on the court. So I, I get what the Warriors are trying to do, Dan. They're trying to say what happened happened. Clean slate, though, on Tuesday, and then, look, it doesn't mean that it's automatically going to work, but they're giving themselves the best chance to try and have it have it work. And again, as it relates to the players, 
I don't know that we'll we'll fully recognize where they're at, uh, the players as it relates to Draymond and the whole dynamic until we're knee-deep into the season and they're on a four-game road trip and they lose three of the four. And as often as the case, there's some finger-pointing. And how will things go down uh, at that juncture? Uh, it, it's It's... It's easy. It's not easy right now, but we're still in the hangover. And I think a lot of it, you're not going to see Draymond lashing out. Not now. He's too conscious of what it is that he did. And I think all the players recognize that they, they want this sort of, they want a feel-good moment and they want that behind them as quick as possible. But as it relates to the players making the decision, what else is Jordan Poole going to say? Jordan Poole is not going to be the guy who's going to say, no, nah, I can't play with, Jor- with Draymond. He recognizes Draymond's importance to the team. He's not going to be that guy. And it relates, I think, to a lot of the younger players and maybe all the players that they're not going to, I don't think, in these quote-unquote meetings, reveal their true feelings and or what it is that they witnessed. They, I think, are going to toe the company line to a certain degree. But I do think that those personal feelings as it relates to Draymond could resurface once again as we get deeper into the campaign and more true emotion surface. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. You can hit us on the Xfinity mobile text line. You can give us a call, some good calls here throughout the course of the, of the first hour as well. A couple of text messages, Dan, I wanted to get to here. Uh, the 925, do you think the contract for Jordan Poole is more than you expected? We kind of ran through this a little bit in the first hour it's funny, a year ago, right about now, or shortly into the season, maybe a month into the season, I remember doing shows where we were talking about the fact that he was probably going to get 80 or $85 million. I thought by the end of the year, it was around 100 uh, Even going back to June, I thought it was probably more about 100 But then when the Tyler Hero contract came out, Two weeks ago tomorrow, and he got four and 120. I thought, well, that's probably got to be the baseline. And you know, Tyler Hero has done more to this point in his NBA career than, than Jordan Poole has in terms of an individual player, six man of the year. He was an impactful player as a rookie on a team that, that went to the finals in the bubble. Uh, so, I, you know, Tyler Hero's ahead, I think, at this point, you could say. But the Warriors are betting that Jordan Poole projects to be a better and more productive player. I think a more dynamic playmaker than Hero. But at the same time, and and I think you laid this out beautifully, if you're Jordan Poole's agent or Jordan Poole himself, you look at Tyler Hero and go... Hey, I'm better than that guy. So the baseline at that point is set for the uh, for for the contract. Yeah, and as we talk about the futures, it relates to money and the salary cap. Jordan Poole had to get paid. Forget about Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins. We'll see what happens going forward. A guy that I wanted to at least bring to the forefront, and I know you know, <laughs> tread lightly because he's an icon and we all love Clay Thompson. But at what point? As we talk about these salaries and you talk about the numbers, if you're to try and lock up Andrew Wiggins and forget about Draymond Green, do we look at the $40 million that Clay Thompson is due this year and the 43 that he's due next year? At what point do we even entertain the word justifying those numbers as it relates to Clay Thompson? Or is he just simply one of those guys that he's an icon, build the statue now, Hall of Famer, He's synonymous with the championship, hands off. 
How does this relate? Because he is, you cannot ignore his salary and that number going forward when you talk about Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, Jordan Poole. Well, it's two more years, but I guess my question for you would be, well, what are you going to do about it? You can't do anything about it. I mean, you, you gotta, you're, you're going to pay him, and, and part of that was, I think, paying him for past stuff. I think you know they made the decision to pay him when he was injured on the ACL, and then he sustained the next injury. But I, I guess, I mean, what do you mean in terms of accountability? I mean, he's, it's like there's nothing they can do. He's, it, you, know, you can't trade that contract at this point. And so, I mean, you just have to hope, you know, is he going to get another contract to that level? Not right now, you know. Not if it looks like it's looked to this point. But they don't have to make that decision for two more years. I guess my point is that the Warriors they don't have a lot of these guys historically on their payroll. And when I say these guys, Clay Thompson still could be. You know, who knows? He's back a year after the Achilles. He could return to the Clay Thompson. But there's not a lot of when you look at their salary structure. You're like, all right, well, Steph, yeah, that makes sense. In fact, he's he's worth more than that. Uh, Jordan Poole, Draymond Green, yeah, you can justify all of these guys. They just historically don't have a guy that is making you know forty three million dollars next year and could be descending on the backside of the mountain as far as his career going down the hill as opposed to the other direction. So it's just, I think that when you look at the team financially, the structure, you can't help but recognize that Clay Thompson's numbers sort of jump out at you. I, I guess maybe I don't have a follow-up with that because, no, you can't necessarily trade him, but it is worth noting that the $40 million and the $43 million uh, for the Golden State Warriors, $43 million next year that he's due is something that you have to take into account that uh, may not be, uh, I, again, I don't know how you justify it for a guy that maybe is not, when you think about uh, what it is that he's doing and his numbers on the floor, does it match a salary that's worth as much as that he's receiving? I mean, my initial thought would be, well, there's no way he's making any more than that the next time he's up for a contract, at least if if it looks like it, it looked in the time that, you know, since he returned going back to, to January 9th. But I know a lot of people think that, and I'm not necessarily one of these people, but a lot of people think, well, Clay's going to be, he's going to be a lot better than he was last year. But, you know, he's going to be more comfortable in the offseason. And, you know, he's played last night for the for the first time in, in the preseason. We'll see. But, I mean, I, I think it's just one of those, it's one of those things where, you know, he, he's getting paid based on the fact that he was a free agent in 2019. And at that point in time, he was 29 years old. And he had an ACL, which they knew was going to take him into that 30-year. And I think at that point, they thought, all right, well, we're paying for, we're, we're paying for four years of, of Clay Thompson. And he's going to be coming off an ACL. And, and that's fine. And then you lose another year to the Achilles. And you, and you lose another year to to uh, you know him coming back from it all but he helps you win a championship and he did help him win a championship uh again so i think you just you're you're cool with it and you ride it out and and you see where things stand two years from now at this point but yeah he's he's not going i mean two years from now we might be saying the same thing about or something similar about steph curry as sacrilegious as it as i mean steph curry two years from now is going to be making 55.7 million dollars like that's, I mean, you know, and look, he looks like he's still awesome and a Finals MVP. But we don't know what that's going to look like in two years. We really don't. Yeah, I guess. But if I'm willing to, there's always a level of risk when you sign guys who are on the wrong side of thirty to 
to contract extensions that not only in terms of the years, but the money. But if there's one guy that I would feel good about doing it and taking on that risk and hedging my bet, it's Steph Curry. Uh, and, and quite frankly, Steph Curry, the $59 million he's due in 25-26, the guy, when you think about all the peripheral and, and when it comes to merchandising and when it comes to you know the, the brand name that is the Warriors and it's synonymous with Steph Curry, you can't even really put... A, a dollar value on what it is that he means to the team. So I sort of put him well, in a different air. Well, what if what if one of the ways to save money is you know, Jordan Poole, and, and I, I do want to kind of get back into Poole a little bit on this too because there was something else I, I jotted down during the break. Well, as, I don't, as I don't mean to interrupt, J.D., but that, that's where I was going with Jordan Poole. So when we look at his contract, I think that sometimes we have to compare and contrast when you look at somebody like that of a Clay Thompson when everybody's like, wow, I don't think he's worth that sort of money. Just keep in mind what someone like that of Clay Thompson is making as it relates to Jordan Poole's new, new deal. Go ahead. Well, yeah, no, and, I, and I'll, I'll even take it to a, to a different angle. I mean, what if one of the ways to save money in a couple of years is Clay Thompson walks and and you pay Wiggins and you know maybe you pay Wiggins and Draymond takes a pay cut if if you still want him to be around and and Clay Thompson's 43.2 goes away and Draymond Green's 27.5 becomes 20 and and you're saving fifty million dollars that way, but you sign Andrew Wiggins to a thirty-five million dollar a year deal, and you offset it in that way. Now you're going to have to pay Kaminga, and you're going to have to pay Wiseman at some point. You're going to have to figure that out as well. If those guys become legitimate, you know, championship caliber rotation players, which we don't know if they are yet, we may know by the end of the year and continue to ascend. Then you're going to have to pay those guys like guys that were number two overall pick in the draft and number seven overall pick in the draft and that can be mm. expensive you know if we're looking at you know looking at what a guy like Poole who was you know what 28 in, in the draft and what he just got uh but you know it, 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 I guess what I'm getting at is in two years you know you never know what like who's going to be around or who you're going to have to to necessarily say goodbye to but I think we have to be open-minded to the fact that that Clay Thompson also may you know he may get back to being a uh, uh, closer to what he was before. He may not at 32. A lot of this has to do and is predicated on how the team does. If you are if you run it back this year or if you're still relevant and you're getting to the Western Conference Finals you, or even if you lose in the NBA championship, it's a much difficult decision to make. But should they not be good, I think it's easier to move off from these guys. I think, J.D., the one thing that they're going to have to deal with is you often hear it's a business, and we know that. But what the Warriors are going to have to deal with, and I remove Steph Curry from this equation, but loyalty. At some point, you're going to have to move off of Klay Thompson. And as popular as he is in these, in these parts, and the same holds true with Draymond. Guys who are synonymous with the championships and everything that's gone on over the last decade with the Golden State Warriors. Where are the Warriors at? Do they use words like sentiment? And loyalty, or are they just strictly at the end of the day, cold businessmen that listen? This is what makes sense financially. We understand what these guys have meant to the team, we recognize the connection with the community, but it's time to go in another direction. I think that that's you know, that's the fork in the road that essentially they're going to have to face, and it'll be interesting to see what it is that they do with the Clay Thompson who's going to be making $43 million next year going forward. And the same holds true with Draymond to a certain degree. Yeah, and look, two years is a long time, and and that's where like I'm not as concerned. I mean, look at where this this franchise was two years ago. I mean, two years ago, 
they were a 15-win team, and you know they had just drafted James Wiseman, and Jordan Poole was a guy that didn't look like he was a, a, an NBA player. And, you know, now they've won another championship. And you know, wh- who's this Andrew Wiggins guy at that point? And can he, can he produce, man, he's, that's a big contract. That's a bad contract. You know, it's just, there were, there were all kinds of things being said. Hell, two years ago, Clay Thompson hadn't even sustained the second injury yet. Uh, you know, the Achilles that was in, in November. Hell, two years ago today, they hadn't even drafted Wiseman yet because the freaking draft was in November because COVID kicked everything back to, to, you know, to a month before the, the actual season was going to be in. Point being, two years is a, is a long time. Uh, I, I want to go back to, to Jordan Poole, Dan, in, in this sense, because I, I've heard a lot of this. And this is, this is one area where I'm not, I'm open minded. But I'm not willing to necessarily go there, and I think a lot of people are going to want to go there today and over the next few days and, and, and in the coming weeks as we assess the, the Jordan Poole contract extension. Uh, are the Warriors paying Poole th- this 4 and 123, let's say? Are they paying him to be the next Warriors star? Does he have to be a star to, to make it to make it worth that deal, does he have to be? You know what? What does he have to be? How much better does he have to get? Because I think some of this is you know, paying him a little bit more now, and, and 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 it being what he's worth and what the market says that he's worth. But you're paying him a little bit now, but with the belief that in two years you're going to look at the contract and it's maybe going to be a bargain because this guy's an all star caliber player or. And I think you are going to hear this, and I, I don't I, like it, if he does it great. A superstar player, like are, are people getting a little over their skis with the notion that Poole is a budding star and maybe even a superstar at some point? Yeah, I wouldn't get caught up in the semantics of superstar or all star. He's getting well, right now. He's neither. Right now, he's neither. Agreed. Like, just yeah. Go but, go ahead. But I think that just simply put, JD, he's just getting market value. I think that this is what the market dictates. And again, I think you use Tyler Hero as the barometer and saying, all right, you're going to give Tyler Hero that. Well, then our guy's better. If I'm an agent of that of Jordan Poole, this is what we need to come in at. I just think he's getting what it is that the market in 2022 slash 23 for NBA players that put up similar numbers like that of a Jordan Poole deserve. And that's, you know, that's essentially what he's, he's being valued at. I, I would also add that he now becomes the poster child for the Kamingas, the Moody's, for a guy that, again, if you were to, to go back two years ago, you would never dream that this guy would be on the verge of signing the deal that he's reportedly about to sign. And it's just about, you know, the, the work ethic and, and developing into the player that's on the precipice of becoming, you know, this guy that's going to get the $140 million. But as it relates to, is he going to be the next Steph Curry? Is he going to be, quote-unquote, must-watch NBA TV? Who the hell knows? And quite frankly, who the hell cares? He is just simply dollars and cents and financially staying within, you know, staying in that sort of realm. He's getting what it is that I think is market value for the young man at this point. I agree with that wholeheartedly. I, I have no issue with the contract, and, and I'm not even one that says he has to be an all-star to make the contract worth it. Like, to me, you know, for these next couple of years, 
as long as Steph Curry and Klay Thompson are on the team, as long as Andrew Wiggins is on the team. I mean, this year specifically, because they really are running it back this year. I know Joe Lacob had said as much, but they, like this is a run-it-back year. More youth, but still with some veterans trying to win an NBA title. To me, this year, he just needs to be the a little bit better version of what he was last year. Exactly. Like, 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 you know, and, and this year he's only making the 3.9, but, but I, I think you're right. Like with, with the salary structure and the cap projected to go up with the new TV deal in a couple of years and, and all of that, like I'm, I'm not one of those that views today as the Warriors making a statement that Jordan Poole is going to be the next star or superstar or even has to be the next star or or superstar but I do think I do think you're going to hear a lot of that like like, like he is the you know the, the the next face the next curry the next the, it's like let, let's just all tap the brakes a little bit and 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 respect the fact that he's earned what what he's going to receive in this contract and and know that he can help the warriors and that, and that they need him but not have to, you know, I think we do this too much in, in how we discuss sports. It's like something happens, news breaks like it does here, and immediately we all have to take it to the, the high end or the low end extreme of what, of what it could be. Like, I think he's just a, a nice player that got a nice deal. And and we'll see, you know, we'll see if he continues to, to grow at the level that he has over the course of the last year and a half. It's not off the table that he can't be an all-star by any means. I mean, superstar, we'll see. Uh, but, you know, not a lot of people thought Steph Curry was going to be a, a superstar three three years into his career either. And the one thing you have to guard against, and I don't think this will happen, is that when he signs a fat deal like this, that he maintains the same work ethic, that he recognizes what it is that you just laid out. He hasn't arrived yet, right? He's still heading in the right direction. And a lot of this is projected on he will be, you know, that player one day. But he has to put in the work. He has to continue to get better. There are warts in his game, you know, defensively. He has to get better defensively, whether it's helping defensively or uh, on the ball defensively. But, you know, that's an area of, of concern and has been. And he has to continue to grow and get better. And he also, I think the Warriors recognize this, that he's not coming out of nowhere like he did a year ago. And taking the NBA by storm, now he becomes a focus. And when you're game planning for the Warriors, yeah, you know about Steph and you know about Clay as far as getting buckets, but Jordan Poole. And so now he's going to draw bigger defenders, help defenders. And so there's, there's an asterisk next to his name coming into games, whereas he didn't have to deal with that a year ago. Let's get Joe in San Francisco, 888-957-9570. Hey, Joe. Good morning, guys. Hey, um, JD. Hey, Dan. Uh, I remember two years ago, Uncle Nick on this very show in the dark eras of COVID said that Clay Thompson had the worst contract in the uh, NBA. And here we go, two years from now, he's, you know, contributing. So going back to your point of two years is an eternity in the NBA. But speaking of two years in the tourney in the NBA, uh, five years is even more of an eternity. And one of the things I thought about with this, you know, the fight, you know, the fight, capital T, capital F, uh, or the punch, is I got to believe that just my personal opinion that the guys like Moody and Kaminga and Wiseman and maybe, you know, Baldwin just been here, but they got to look at now Poole as their specific leader. I mean, Curry and Draymond and Clay, they're all going to be gone five years from now, and which is like a 
they're not going to be there. And Dre and Poole punched one of the legends. He took on the dragon. You know, he 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 took the, you know the flaming sword and go in. You know, went into the dragon's lair and punched the dragon. And he, a couple days later, he gets a huge contract. So I got to believe that there's those guys, young kids, look at Poole as their leader. And as a roadmap of how, hopefully the roadmap is how hard you got to work and sacrifice and play to develop because then they could get the big contracts and then they will be the the, the main guys on this team a couple of years from now because um, the big the big guys are gone in a few years <laughs> and, and it's they have to right. be able to make that next step so all right talk to you happy day happy Saturday. Yeah, appreciate it. Good, good call from Joe. Uh, 888-957-9570. Let, let's react to that coming back. We've also got Jose in, in Oakland because th- there was something I wanted to get to as far as what Joe had to say and, and the leadership of Jordan Poole and the young guys and everything. There's one particular part of that, I think, that stands out above all else. So we'll do that next. He's Dan Devone. I'm John Dickinson. Phone lines open, 888-957-9570 as we roll on here on a Saturday on 95.7 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now back to 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson and Dan Devone, 888-957-9570. We continue to react to the Jordan Poole contract extension. Four years and $123 million in guaranteed money. Another $17 million in incentives that, that can be hit over the course of the four-year deal, which will kick in next season. So Jordan Poole plays out this season with the Warriors at the $3.9 million of his rookie contract, and then uh, he will move on to the four-year 123 guaranteed beginning in the 2023-24 season. Now, back to the phones here in just a moment, Dan. One quick thing I wanted to touch on from our, our previous caller 
uh, Joe, who mentioned Jordan Poole being the leader of, of the young guys. I think the most salient point among what Joe said is the work ethic component of this because that is the one thing that has been unquestioned by the Warriors organization and Jordan Poole's teammates, the fact that he has worked his ass off to get from where he was a year and a half ago, hell, where he was three years ago when he was drafted to the point he is now. That's something where if I'm Jonathan Kaminga, like, or I'm the, like, I want the Warriors to, I want Jonathan Kaminga to treat it like Jordan Poole's treated it. Yeah, you can't get away from that. There's no doubt. And I think that he now becomes the template going forward if you're a young player with the Golden State Warriors, that that's the way you do it if you want to get paid, put in the time, and and get rewarded at the end. I, I like the call from Joe because I do think, just to take that a step further, though, I do think that, that because he got paid and because he's done it the right way, there is a sense of looking up to him, even though he might be just a few years older, and he becomes much more relatable, just like anybody else who's sort of in your demographic or along your sort of age range, as opposed to Draymond, who they recognize he clearly is a leader, but by almost reputation and name alone, in terms of uh, identification identifying with the player and having more of a connective tissue, I would say Jordan Poole becomes a little bit more relatable than that of a Draymond Green. 888-957-9570. Let's get Jose in Oakland next year on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Jose. Jose, you there? Let's go to Joe in San Jose. Joe in San Jose on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, Joe? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, can you guys hear me? Loud and clear, Joe. Okay, yeah. The, you know, I saw the game last night, and uh, Draymond Green, he just put too much wear and tear on, on Curry and uh, Clay. They have to fight to get open, whereas, you know, he holds the ball, and then they have to fight to get open. And then... Um, Kaminga, when he's in the game, he takes it to the to the. He goes in the paint, and then he can, he can create offense. And it takes a lot of wear and tear off of um, Clay and um, and um, Curry. I, I just think Kaminga is a better start than um, um, Draymond Green, based on that on the offensive side. And then he, he play a, he has to work on his defense. What do you guys think about that? Thanks for taking my call. Uh, Jonathan Kaminga is in no way, shape, or form ready to ready to take over for Draymond Green right now. That's the that's the that's the short answer, Dan. Uh, now, do the Warriors hope maybe he can at some point in a in a year or two years? Sure, I think you know, he was impressive last night in terms of some of the the pocket passes and and passes out of the post. He hit Looney on one. He hit Wiseman on one. Wiseman hit him on one for easy buckets. That's an area of his game that that he didn't really show off last year. Uh, And I know they've been pretty high on his work ethic and all of that through training camp, which I think is a very good sign. But let's not get carried away as far as saying, you know, this guy's a starter right now. This guy's ready to replace Draymond. He's a nice wild card player that I think the Warriors are going to use a lot. But again, let's not get it. Let's not get it twisted. Let's not get carried away. No, not right now. But I'm, I'm wondering when you think about those two, as he continues to emerge, because I don't know if anybody has as high a ceiling as this guy, that as he continues to emerge and take steps, 
does it devalue or does it be does the narrative become Draymond becomes a little bit more expendable because this guy is taking leaps and bounds and is racing like a bullet to the top and getting to places that of course Draymond simply because of age and maybe even his prime could never get to. I I, I think it's fair, but. But like, we're, if that happens, we're gonna know. Mm-hmm. Like, if that happens, it's gonna be. It's not gonna be what it's been to this point. It's gonna be a level or two better than it's been to this point. And and I I agree with you on his ceiling, but I also agree with the caller that that you know, had high praise for for Kaminga, but also had said he's got to work on his defense. I mean, he as great as he played in the second quarter, he was awful in the third quarter. And so it just, you know, there are the high highs and, and the low lows with Kaminga where he really flashes, but then he also shows you that he's got uh, a ways to go. I'm, I'm in on Kaminga's ceiling, but it's not, to me, it's not even close enough at this point, you know, to where, to where I'm willing to even have a conversation about who he's replacing and, and all of that yet. Again, by the end of this year, maybe. By the end of next year, I think hopefully if you know, the the Warriors are, are thinking of it in that context, but but right now I think it's more he's a wild card kind of a role player that that's going to play, but is he going to play a lot in the biggest moments? He hadn't earned that lot yet. And the text line shout out to the five one zero completely different players. Dre is so in sync with the Splash Brothers, and that's true. And. When you talk about Dre and his value to the team, you use words like sync, in sync, or you know all the things that you don't necessarily see on a stat sheet. And, and the team is clearly better when he's on the floor. And I, I for one, because I've got the love hate. I'll, I'll, you know, full disclosure, I've got the love hate with Draymond. And then when I see him play, I'm like, yeah, that guy is still. That team is just different when he's on the floor. And maybe I can't necessarily quantify it, but they're so much better when he's in that right space. And and there's nobody on that team that can do what it is that he does. But again, the stuff off the court and even sometimes on the floor, you know, I, I'm, I'm out on this guy. So I go back and forth, but I do recognize, especially, and it was a preseason game when you see him, you're like, yeah, he means so much to that team when it comes to energy, bringing that special X factor that maybe you can't necessarily point out exactly what it is, but you recognize it, and that's who he is. I would say that it's tough comparing the two because I do think that when Kaminga does get there, because I'm big on this kid, he is going to be much more of an offensive impact and an offensive threat, and I mean the potential to go rim-to-rim on teams and that of Draymond Green. Yeah, I th- and it's interesting because I, I, the more I watch him, the more I think he functions better as a big than as a wing. And I know you might be saying, "Well, JD, you're splitting hairs here, whatever." Like I, I don't, I don't love Kaminga as a as a ball on the wing, end to end, put it on the deck. <sighs> I'm, I'm I'm going by somebody and. <laughs> In one on one, like I, I don't like him in that. Like I do like him in the short post where he can put his head down and get by somebody, and and they foul him, or put his head down and get to the bucket for a dunk or for for a layup, or somebody collapses and he shows like he did last night. He could hit Wiseman for an easy one, or he can hit Looney for an easy one. Like I like him in that respect. I I think defensively. He's more of a mismatch if he guards bigger players than than wings. It doesn't seem like he's a 
a, a great wing defender. Now, he should be, I, I think, at some point in his career with the athleticism that he has. But I don't know. I, I just, the more I've watched him, the more I've been impressed with him as a 4-5 than as a 3-4, if if that makes sense. And, and maybe I'm making too much of it, and, and the Warriors are positionless anyway, and, and you can play them. I think last night they played them with, what, Wiseman and Patrick Baldwin, I think, for, for a, a select amount of time, and it, and it looked okay. Uh, but I, I think the, the one thing I would say is I just – he's still I, – I need to see more of him to really know – what type of player he truly is and, and how, he, how he can impact winning the best as he continues to grow, if, if that makes sense. I think the Warriors, very similar to that of Weissman, and unlike that of a year ago, they're just limiting what it is that they want him to do. And you can clearly see that. The end-to-end, not as much, but just let's, just, just let's put this on your plate, all right? Eat that, and if you do a good job, we'll give you some more. And I think he's... And I also would say... That you can see all, this is applicable to all those kids, that it's just, it's slowed down just a tick. That they don't have that, that wild hair any longer uh, when it's moody and, and Kaminga. It's just, they're still, I mean, he can still get out of control. But you can see that with every, you know, with every game, every rep, it's just beginning to slow down just a little bit more. And his decision making is a little bit more clear. I, I don't think I'm with you. That while we saw, you know, we saw brief snapshots and glimpses of it a year ago, what he potentially can do, then he gets wildly out of control. I do think it's there in the future for him to be that player. But as of right now, it's just let's let's pull him back a little bit. Let's give him some baby steps before we let this guy just get out and start galloping. Let's have, let's let him walk before he jogs, jog before he runs. But I do think it is in the future plans. Or I just think instinctively he's going to be that player. That's just me. But I'm with you that they need to sort of limit it right now and maybe keep him more in a half-court set and just do enough before what it is that we think you potentially can do down, do down the road. Let's get to Chris A. in Oakland. What's going on, Chris A.? You're on 95.7 The Game with J.D. and Devone. Hey, how you guys doing, man? Thanks for taking my call. Um, yeah, I just wanted to chime in about, uh, you, you know, I'm pretty excited that J.D. decided to um, sign his extension with us. Um, you know, a, a, as a fan, I didn't really get my feelings and emotions part of with what I saw from the PO leaking. Um, I mean, while other fans and even other hosts on the station that were projecting their own feelings and emotions on the situation is valid, right? Um, but that's what was tired about the entire discussion is that both sides, even if you were of the mind of, you know, things like that happen all the time where, you know, he could be suspended or whatnot, you know, both sides weren't really going to come to an agreement. And so, um, so I hope us as a fan base could actually just come together and just move on. I mean, watching the game last night, the punch didn't even come to my head. And, you know, I was just excited to see um, the players on the floor again. I was excited to see them just play together. And that didn't even occur. So hopefully as the regular season rolls around, we could just go ahead and just move forward. I mean, you know, as far as the organization making the decision to not suspend Draymond, I, I think they've made the right decision. I mean... You know, in my opinion, they made that mistake by suspending Dre for that one game in L.A. after Katie. I mean, in hindsight, they probably looked at that, and that suspension wasn't going to change the outcome of what happened. And you probably looked at this again with with the same with the same type of um, of mindset. You know, so 
Uh, was it going to change the future? More, more, most likely not if, if, if we were going to suspend them, you know? Um, so, yeah. And, I mean, as far as the timing of the punch goes, um, I didn't think I, – I, I thought that if the punch never happened, the organization was probably going to wait till after this season to decide on who to extend and offer and, and, and whatnot. So, you know, me personally as a fan, I, I definitely would want to go younger, so I would have probably offered J.P., the contract, the, the extension at the end of the next season, and, and and try to sign Wiggins. And if Dre decided to opt in, I'd probably just let him know, man, we're looking to move you, man, you know, and and and, and go from there. But um, you know, it, there's a lot to look forward to. I, you know, you guys were talking about uh, Kaminga and Wiseman, man. I, I, I'm just super excited to see Wiseman out on the floor because as a fan since '91, I haven't seen a big like that on the team that has that much athletic skill and the potential is just off the hook. And it, I agree with you guys, man. Like, it just looks like it's just the game's a little bit easier for him. And I'm just super excited, man. I just hope he stays healthy and looking forward to what he brings uh, this season right now. I mean, you know. The- Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it, man. Let me jump in there. Good good stuff from Chris in, in, in Oakland. Chris, hey, we always appreciate the, the call there. 888-957-9570. The, the one thing I'll say just uh, over all of it, Dan, all of the young players, whether it's Moody, Kaminga, Wiseman, they all look a hell of a lot more comfortable than, than mm. they did last year. Yeah, and namely Wiseman. Um, now, listen, Weissman hasn't played as much, but you can see the concerted effort on the Warriors are saying, listen, this is all we need out of you right now. And sometimes just be an athletic seven-footer because uh, we haven't had that. I mean, his his blocked shot in that floater in the lane last night, you just you had to do a double take. Now, you see a lot of players do a lot of things on, in war uniforms that even the new guys, whoa, a step back three from this guy, or he crossed him. But somebody just simply blocking a shot at the rim. Like, that hasn't been part of the recipe for the Warriors, who have been the best team in the NBA for nearly a, you know, the last five, seven years here. But you haven't had, that's been a void. And you're like, wow, okay, can you just, just be this guy? And much like that at Kaminga, we'll give you more to do. But he is going to immediately change the complexion of this team. It just, this really, I think gets back to his usage and what it is that is asked of the young man. But you can clearly see the the athleticism and with that, the impact. Let's get to Mitch in New Jersey next here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Mitch, you're on with J.D. and Devone on a Saturday on 95.7 The Game. How you guys doing? Pleasure to talk to you. Um, I want to see where the Warriors go with the youth. Kaminga and Weissman. I think Draymond Green, uh, I think he's Warner is, is welcome. You should maybe get some for right now. His value is not going to be any higher than it is now. And if he's in the Golden Hall of Fame, I hope he's bringing Larry Johnson. Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate the call. Draymond's not going anywhere right now. It, but, but at the same time, Dan, it, this thing could be over in a year. I mean, I do think even if he opts in, the, the Warriors may have to look at everything and say, okay, Dre, you can opt in, but we're going to sign Andrew Wiggins, and you're going to be the odd man out. Let's try and figure out something that, that works for you as far as a trade and get you to a place where you can be productive and get paid and maybe get paid again. It, it's time to move on. Like, like A bunch of these things could be equally true in the sense that 
they're going to try to run it back one more time because of, I think, the timeline as far as when this incident happened. But it also may have been still the final nail in the coffin of whether Draymond was ever going to be here beyond this contract. And and I think Jordan Poole getting the deal that he got could could be part of that too. But the Warriors are in a spot where they're going to run it back and and he can opt in or opt out. We'll see how it goes. But I, I think I think this could be kind of a, a lance a last dance for, for this team as far as the, the group of, of future Hall of Famers goes. Well, I don't know if last dance, because if they win the NBA championship, maybe it, it, it alters Draymond Green and his contract going forward. Um, we talked about how financially it doesn't make a lot of sense. And we didn't even factor in, of course, you know, what it is that, that he did with Jordan Poole. And not, we have no idea because this is a wait and see. We just don't know what sort of player and the impact and who he's going to be because he's, he is this, this conundrum, right? Is he, is he a guy that's going to step up and, and give you a, at least a little something on the offensive end? Um, does he, is he susceptible to the back injuries? Are we looking at another imminent injury like, that of other players, we're, we're going to have to, you know, miss him for upwards to a month, a month and a half in the key part of the season. A lot of this, I think, that the projections and the conjectures that relates to Draymond Green, it's just that. We have to wait and see where this guy is at. Revisit, and I think you'll have a much clearer picture when you revisit Draymond Green in terms of his fu- future financially and otherwise going forward. Not only his play on the floor, but let's just see, you know, how things how things mesh or don't get along going forward with the relationship between him, not only Jordan Poole, but the rest of the team. A couple of text messages to clean up here on the Xfinity mobile text line. The 323, not not sure why this person would even think this, Dan, but if JD or any other media guy leads a booing of Draymond Green on ring night, Dubs fans will be ready to square up and go at Chase on Tuesday night. Look, I... I I think you will be able to hear a smattering, uh, you know, maybe maybe a little bit, but I I would never advocate for that for a dude like Draymond Green. And I, I said it this week, Dan. I I would be worried if I were a Warrior fan uh, about you know I, I would worry about Draymond maybe taking that some kind of way and and extending the extending some of the negativity because the last thing you want is Draymond to get booed and then get asked about getting booed. And then and then he comes back and says, well, you know what? I think that's a blankety blank, bunch of blankety blank, blank, blank. And, and anybody that would do that is foolish and it, or worse than that. And it creates a, a further divide. Well, has he lost, you know, has he lost the ability to do that? I mean, what I mean by that, if he wants to go there and get on his podcast and be divisive as he as he was a year ago and as he has a tendency to do and and he'll he'll throw verbal darts right at Steve Kerr and the team but uh, I, I was was that sort of was he disarmed of of being able to do that because he now has to walk the line of straight and narrow right he now has to be a good soldier because if he's not the warriors as well as everybody else can say, dude, you've run out of lifelines. Uh, this yeah. this may be hit a little differently prior to what it is that you did. You no longer have the, you know, you no longer have that latitude. You you shot yourself in the foot. Maybe, although, and I don't really think he's going to get booed. There were, there was you could hear a little hint even last night 
uh, and I was at the game last night at Chase, and you could hear a little hint, but it was drowned out by by cheers for sure. And it, I mean, it was almost unnoticeable to to be perfectly honest. I and that was last night on ring night when yeah. it's all about the championship and the accomplishments of this team. Like I, I don't know. I feel like it would be more apt to be a lighter, you know, even lighter at that point than it's been, you know, than it would have been even last night. So I, I don't think it's ultimately going to be that, that big of an issue as far as what, what the fans choose to do, but his response to it, which you're alluding to, I, I want to get into that coming back at the, at the top of the hour because as far as, you know, does Draymond have to act a different way or speak differently now because of this particular situation? And I want to get into that because I think that you know, he had some comments that we're going to play from practice Thursday after he rejoined the team. And there was a little hint of... Hey, what's the big deal? And I'm back to my old ways, and and this is the way I roll. So we'll get into that coming up next. We'll reset. We're halfway through here on a Saturday, 888-957-9570. Jordan Poole gets paid four years, $123 million guaranteed, $140 million on a contract extension through 2027. When you factor in the incentives, we're reacting to that. 888-957-9570. What does Jordan Poole have to be over the next few years? to validate that contract. Uh, It's all coming up right here on 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.